This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Hello, and welcome to the Theology Gaming Podcast. My name is Zachary Oliver, the owner and proprietor of the Theology Gaming Blog. With me today are two special guests who are... Which one's going to jump in first? I am Mr. Joshua Collar, and my favorite color is mauve. (laughs) (laughs) And Ted Loring, what's your favorite color? Hey, I'm Wildman Ted, and my favorite color is green. Yeah, and mine's taupe, so... Taupe. Oh my uh, gosh. No. That's, that's... <laughs> I don't think it's taupe. Oh, you guys are boring. Mauve and taupe? No, this is the ugliest color. <laughs> taupe. I'm more of a fuchsia. Fuchsia, whatever that is. Yeah, that's that's a better answer, yeah. What the heck? Okay, Google I'm just, image search. I'm just picking like the most awful name for a color ever. <laughs> Google image search for taupe. I get like pictures of moles. Like literal moles. Like the creature coming out of the ground. And, like, looking all, like, crazy, like, what the heck is going on? Anyway, <laughs> this is the Theology Gaming Podcast, not the What Is Your Favorite Color Podcast. <laughs> What's Your Favorite Color Podcast? <laughs> but how favorite... do you spell taupe? T-A-U-P-E? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be... Gray with a tinge of brown. <laughs> <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh, boy, man. Taupe. It's from the French noun, taupe, meaning mole. Man. That's why. Taupe wow. gets me up in the morning. gotta have a reason to get up and that's one (laughs) god made the color taupe that's gonna be a taupe day today (laughs) so So to hopefully save this conversation a little tiny bit um the topic of the day because that's actually a perfect segue to our topic which is multiplayer uh multiplayer video games (laughs) yes absolutely (laughs) which is completely related in every way um you know goldeneye has a lot of taupe i bet (laughs) yes as we know, multiplayer is the tope of video games. Yeah, um, but not just multiplayer, because uh, the word multiplayer has actually come to mean uh, online, uh, whereas like the, there's currently a resurgence in local multiplayer. Um, and that that's actually where a lot of games are going, like uh, Sports Friends, which came out just two weeks ago. Which I have um, bought, and I feel so bad for not buying it. Yeah, Why? <laughs> Because I to know differentiate, somebody who made a game. Um, <laughs> when we're saying local, local multiplayer, are we talking about yes. on the same screen or local LAN? Um, specifically in the physical, same pe- pe- players in the same physical space. So I would say like couch co-op would be another word. Okay. Um, or just physically like playing games in the same room with other people. Okay, so um, not having a LAN party. Yeah, LAN parties are, are I wouldn't really consider, I, I'd say it's very similar mindset and spirit but i wasn't really thinking of that in the same category so did i did i date myself there is that even no 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 not at all no. land parties oh, okay. still happen i mean like it's just not as much of a common thing xbox um, system link i guess could count maybe <laughs> you're in the same room no yeah like halo right if you have like yeah. 16 person multiplayer and you get like three four tvs sure i mean like that could that could count but and, and that's a, a a very special experience but i don't i think that the recent resurgence in uh, local multiplayer games are, are a little bit more centric, centered on sing- same screen. Yeah, four people, um, that sort of stuff. Um, and Playing even, side by was, side. Yeah, and I was just thinking, like, yeah, split screen is included in that, but it's not. you don't see split screen half as much as you used to. Yeah, because people were like, oh, split screen's kind of awful. Yeah, plus you have to have, everyone has to be closer to the screen to actually see where they are and what they're doing. Or you need to have, like, a big, big screen. 
But it's yeah. way better today than it used to be uh, with oh, yeah. these high definition televisions. Back back in and the you, uh, older days, it was you just didn't see as much. Yeah, and and people were kind of okay with that back then. Like I think of back in the day where or we weren't trialed in and get super close to the TV to play GoldenEye. Um, but now, like, we, we play uh, split screen on an HDTV, and everyone's like, I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't even bother me. Maybe I'm just used to it from the N64 days. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... It, the, the N64 is really the, the kind of the root of the the, the mo- local multiplayer generation and I think what really sets everyone but what comes to everyone's collective imagination because it's the first console that had four controller ports right um, I mean, which maybe one? not the first first but it was definitely the first mainstream the, one the, the sixty four is that what you said yeah 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 I, I believe so the first mainstream one I'm just covering my my bases here. yeah co- cover the bases to be most accurate um, but yeah the the but even before that was of course uh, where you get like the bomberman multiplayer and and uh, gauntlet and uh, of course arcade cabinets which which had four player options huh. um, okay so Atari fifty two hundred was one of the first to have <laughs> the four controller ports but you know what nobody bought one so it doesn't yeah. matter <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, definitely, I played a lot of single-screen local multiplayer on the original Atari 2600. Oh, yeah. Nice. The, the most basic game, but it was a blast just going face-to-face with, with a friend back in the day. Ah, I'm waxing reminiscent. Huh. Did Pong Machines have four players? I don't know. I'm curious. Um, I think some did, yes. Some so, of the clones, yeah. So, okay, that would be the first home console with four players, yeah. if it exists. <laughs> Let's just say 64, though. That just sounds a lot cooler. So, yeah. what is, what, yeah. what, if you think of four-player multiplayer, what is one of the first games that comes to your mind and one of the fa- one of your favorites? Goldeneye? Goldeneye? I, it comes up, even though I know it's a really flawed game, I don't care. <laughs> well, it, I, I actually, we actually played that at my bachelor party. Um, that was the... <laughs> That was one of the, the first games that we busted out. Now I was thinking like, yeah, it's gonna be great, and no one really played it because it's just so chunky and and not smooth compared to anything where you can actually aim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't aim in this game. It must yeah, be awesome. No, no, no. You 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 auto aim in the game, and that that's what made it playable. Was the fact that you could like you walked into a room and your gun would just like veer over to the side, and you're suddenly aiming at your buddy. Yeah, it works within yeah. the limitations of the system. Controls are yeah. so primitive, they had to do that to allow you to play, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it has to be four-player, you said, right? Yeah. Okay. I would guess, perhaps, for me, it would be the Mario Kart 64. Yeah. yeah. That would be yeah. another one. That's definitely, that's definitely up there. And what, I what played was... Perfect Dark a whole lot. I remember that. Yeah, Perfect Perfect Dark is definitely up there. And that one, since that used the... The expansion cart. It needed it. It needed the expansion. Yeah, pack. otherwise yeah. it would not run. Yeah, yeah. And even so, it would chug and go below ten frames per second often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're using things like the Slayer rocket launcher with a video camera on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that that was my actual favorite. Like, or no, the Farsight. The Farsight was the. Uh, <laughs> the Farsight. I hate that thing. It's awful. Yeah, <laughs> it was just walls. the. Uh, to automatically find other players and shoot them through the entire map. <laughs> yeah, no, I came up with that thing. It's unbalanced, but it's definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ted, what's, what are some of your favorite Mario Kart 64 memories? Uh, perhaps none of them. 
<laughs> no, I don't remember playing that a lot. I'm trying to think. Um, I play I mean, a lot. Go ahead, because I'm not really coming up with anything. I know that it's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's all I can remember. <laughs> See, like, you can't remember the specifics. Yeah. Other I mean, than you sunk you could You could insert whatever generation Mario Kart game. It could be like, okay, it was that time when I was, like, in last place, and then I got, like, a super shell, and then I came in first place at the last second. You know, that's all of them. <laughs> yeah. Blue shells. Yeah. But they're all great. That's the problem. They're just all so daggum fun. <laughs> yeah, and the new one comes out like tomorrow-ish. It does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. I mean, I mean, the reviews came out like two weeks ago. Considering they just wanted to, Nintendo was very confident that it was going to do well, and it's it did. Be a system seller. Yeah, it might be. It's 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 definitely one of the the, the top contenders for people buying Wii U's. Yeah, and has online play too. So there's another one. Yeah, for me, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of local multiplayer is Smash Brothers. Um, Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, although for me, I think it was GameCube was where I first experienced it in the multiplayer way. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely got uh, played the, the Smash Brothers for N sixty four, but I didn't get really, really into it because I felt like the I just didn't quite get my mind wrapped around the game until it got faster and I could play as a character that was fast. Um, I got really, really into the Sheik character and. Never got to be actually good on a on a tournament level, but I got to play on tournaments, so that made me feel special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, melee, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Melee, yeah, melee. Was yeah, one melee. Nice one. Um, brawl, brawl isn't received very well in the competitive community, considering there's slipping and there's. Yeah, but it's fun. It's still it is fun. fun. Oh, it's still fun. Yeah. It's not as easy to juggle people. Like I could, I could just juggle people for like. Um, a, a flat minute with Sheik um, in Melee, but in Brawl, like I'd always like jump and, and miss my kicks in the air and all sorts of stuff like that. But, but you can fart you, someone to death in Brawl, so yeah, know, that, it all that works makes out everything the end. better. Yeah, you know, I just had a memory <laughs> of Brawl on the Wii where my son. There, there's a pl- part in there where I think you can do a replay and you can change the angle of your replay. And he actually had friends come over, and they actually were acting as players in a skit that he was making. And then he edited it with the angles, the camera angles and stuff like that, and tried to tell a story. So it was sort of a cooperative theater using Brawl. It's actually on YouTube somewhere. Oh, you're going to have to link, link to that in the, uh, in the show right. notes. All yeah, right. we'll have to. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. He called it, oh gosh, I can't remember what it's called. Enter the Brawl, I think is what he called it. <laughs> That's good. I'm going to look good. it up. So, yeah, the for me, the, the whole multiplayer thing, like uh, Smash Brothers is one of the go-tos for at, the, at our rec center. Um, and it's just kind of one of those things that we play all the time. And another one that's that's still a uh, four-player is Halo. Halo is, is one of the only games this past generation on xbox 360 that's consistently offered local four player both online and offline um that you can have four people playing together um in either context uh, and most games just i don't know whether it's like a contractual thing I, I never really looked into it too deep but um it just seemed weird that it was the only series that's consistently been four player on 360 huh yeah actually gears of war is like two right yeah yeah i think yeah. i played most of gears of war one into local so 
Was Gears of War split screen or was it just a shared screen as two players? It was split screen. Yeah, split okay. screen. All right, all right. I don't even think it could work the other way. Yeah, I mean, just with the, the context of shooting, yeah. The, the camera-driven shooting. But yeah, so um, the, the reason why I wanted to really bring this up and see how this related to theology was just because, like, there's... For me personally, um, this is something that's been really important uh, with GameCell um, and with the, the concept of like how do we connect as gamers with other human beings um, and and really just do life with people and, and build relationships as opposed to just um, play games in a vacuum by ourselves. Um, and we can still relate to one another as a community like this, which is great, um, but it's not as much of a like let's ex- experience something together. Mm. Yeah, like playing Hearthstone a whole lot, right? <laughs> it's a well, very faceless sort of game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a- even when you're playing another opponent, all you have is like a name. And, you know, yeah. you beat them and they kind of give you a couple messages, but there's not really a lot of interaction there. Even though it's fun, I mean, it's not quite the same as yeah. sitting next to someone and then saying, oh, I threw a grenade at your face. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, that, and that's actually the appeal of, of, of multiplayer games and just the resurgence there. And um, I'm, I'm going to actually like think of a, a couple of games, and I'm curious if you've played any of them. So, Because uh, in this past year and a half, two years or so, there's been just a, a huge resurgence of indie local multiplayer games that have just kind of become staples in, in game cell. Um, just kind of things that we go to all the time. Uh, and one of the first ones is, have you guys played Space Team? Space Team? No, but I read a bit, little bit about that in an article. So uh, for those not in the know, Space Team I would describe as uh, everyone, it's, it's a, a uh, smartphone game. Um, but that's, that's what I thought, yeah. But the, the great thing about it is that it's free and that it requires, it's all about cooperation with other people that are physically in your presence. Oh. And so you, it's, it's actually all about communication and, and effectively communicating what you're doing and what the others are doing. And mostly uh, barking out orders to one another and no one really knows who's who. So imagine you're all on a spaceship and you're trying to get through, survive space um, bef- to get into a warp space. And then you have uh, a display on your phone and suddenly there's uh, a command at the top of the screen that says something like "Turn warp flange to seven and you look at your your ob- objectives and you see that you don't have a warp flange, so you have to call that out and say turn turn warp flange to seven <laughs> or perhaps perhaps a bevel a beveled nano buzzer for yeah, no that's actually that actually might be another option in there um, and so then I shout that out to my mom and dad who I'm playing the game with, and my mom's like, "Oh, I got that and then she turns. Uh, turns the dial on our screen to seven, um, and then my dad might have something that says "turn nano." What was it? What was the word that you used? Nanotube. Yeah, it's on the website there. It says a beveled nano buzzer. Yeah, beveled nano buzzer, uh, <laughs> or a four-stroke plucker. Yeah. So these are these are all actual things that show up in the game, and it's kind of a roguelike in the sense that like every. So every set of interfaces and commands are completely different each time that you play. Um, but you're consistently getting better at actual human conversation, like communication with other players, because you have to be listening and calling out what's on your screen at the same time. And do you have to be fast? I'm you have to be relatively fast. Yeah, there's a, 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 a timer that goes down as each thing shows up on your screen. 
Um, and sometimes you'll get your own command, and you can actually do that, and that's fine. And you'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I was calling that out to everyone else when I actually had that. Or you'll have something that uh, that's really funny, like uh, um, <laughs> cool, uh, press turn off cooling nipples. Like <laughs> <laughs> That is an interesting <laughs> phrase, and I'm going to guess that's a podcast title right there. Well, uh, I, don't, I don't think I could say that to my mother. <laughs> yeah, oh, it came up when I brought this game to church. <laughs> of course, right? The perfect yeah. situation for that. Yeah, no, it was, it was actually it was pretty funny. Um, but nipples yeah, are on that, baby bottles. I'll have you know. Yeah, they are. You yeah, know, Ren and Stimpy rubber nipples. I don't think Ren and Stimpy is a, is a is a citation for <laughs> clean. <laughs> I was trying to save it, saying baby bottles, and then Zach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look that up. Okay. Ren and Stimpy rubber nipple salesman. Fantastic. <laughs> this is my favorite reference. Yes, better put a link That's to that. Awesome. Oh yeah, we will. <laughs> but yeah, so sports team was definitely my personal favorite pick for last year because it was the first game that I was able to play with my mom and dad, and they actually really, really loved it. Like, it was the first game I've ever played where my dad was like, "Can we go another round?" <laughs> <laughs> so. You know what it reminds me of yeah. is of the Bop It thing. Bop It. Oh, Bop It. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? I remember yeah. Bop It. That's more fun it's... when you have two or three people holding on to the Bop It. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> actually a pretty funny reference. <laughs> <laughs> or Simon, too. I thought about Simon, which would be the, the classic old school thing. But you would have four people with the color pattern, and you had to be responsible for your color. It's it's taking that and expanding on it. It sounds yeah, like it's actually pretty. I think it's pretty similar. I mean, both are both are, are games of survival and and just staying alive for as long as possible. Huh. Yeah. Um, but there are if you are successful on a, a level, you you get into hyperspace and it's like level completed, and then you get a new set of of commands for for sports friends or yeah, sports friends base team. Hey, have um, you ever have you guys ever played the board game Omega Virus? No, what's that? Negative? No, really? Okay. Um, Omega Virus is like a board game where you guys are all part of a team on a space station and a virus takes over. And you have to like basically find your way to the central mainframe cooperatively, right? Mm-hmm. But the Omega Virus is basically like a time limit. There's like 20 or 30 minutes. And he taunts you throughout the entire game <laughs> and shuts down doors and all this sort of thing. So, like, you have to work as a team, but there's a time limit, and, you know, if you don't make it, you all die. (laughs) It's a fantastic local multiplayer experience. (laughs) Omega Omega Virus. virus. It's been a while since I played it, though. Cool. I'll definitely have to check that out. Just on the uh, subject of time-based things involving spaceships. Yes. So I do remember playing, unfortunately, I never got to do it with four people, but trying Four Swords Adventure on the oh, GameCube. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I would totally I play that. I just yes, don't and know. I did it with two players. I don't know three have, other people. <laughs> you have to have a Game Boy Advance with the correct cable that you can plug into the GameCube. But it was so awesome because you'd be playing, one person would be on the main screen, the other person would be using the Game Boy Advance. And when you would go into a cave away from the, the upper world, you would be seeing that screen on your Game Boy Advance while you were inside the cave or yeah. doing something inside. It was very creative. That was really cool. And yeah. the same thing goes for um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. It was like that? Yeah, which is another game I never got to play because, you know, stupid 4GBA requirement. 
Yeah, that was that was a very a very strange thing, and that's actually still a, a, a present concern. Is the whole aspect of having to buy multiple controllers, multiple yeah, play, yeah. playing units, multiple cords to make sure that it can actually happen, and then you still have to have to get all the friends over to be able <laughs> yeah. to play it. It takes a lot to do it, and I guess that's also what makes it more rewarding when you do finally pull it off. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and that's that's something that I wish that we had. I mean, right now we're in a better place to be able to do that than before, um, because you know most people have like four controllers for Xbox 360, or you know a lot of PC multiplayer games just require P- uh, Xbox controllers, and a lot of people have those, so it's not as hard to get together a yeah. group to do it. <coughs> oh yeah, you still, can bring it your still own takes controller. planning yeah. and find yeah. finding the actual time to get those that that specific set of friends who want to play video games over to your house to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. it's difficult. And that's that why, of course, the like, player really requirement that you made at the beginning is what's made it really hard for me to get that kind of connection. It's just really hard to get four people together to play something. And that's, <laughs> and that's a completely valid concern. Um, yeah. And that's actually a good segue for uh, have you guys seen or, or, or heard a lot about Sports Friends? Well, I know about, a lot about Bari Bari Ball. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, because of Richard Terrell yeah. and, and his involvement with us. But other than that, I know nothing. You said sports, what sports, sports friends, friends sports which friends. Okay. it came out on a on a kind of an unexpected platform, being uh, on on the uh, PS3 and PS4. Oh, and uh, Johann Sebastian Joust. Yes, you need a PlayStation Move controller to use it, right? No, or no, you don't actually need one. Okay. It's just preferred, considering um, if you are playing with a regular play, uh, DualShock 3 or DualShock 4, it doesn't look as cool as having a, <laughs> a PlayStation Move. That glows. a controller around. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, actually, we actually tried that at the rec center, and it was kind of funny to see how, um, uh, considering Johan... Okay, so descri- I have to describe Johan Sebastian Joust, because a lot of people, it, it's, it's very hard to get your mind around it. The best, simplest way I can put it is, you start with four people standing around in a circle. Four to seven people, actually, st- standing around in a circle. And everyone's holding a motion controller, like the DualShock 3 or the Move. And then the, the, the game says, get ready to joust. And then everyone strikes their best ninja pose. And the goal suddenly becomes to make other players move their controller and not let yours be moved. It's, okay, it's wh- kind what's, of, on, what's on the TV screen here? Um, it's actually, you're, it doesn't matter because you're looking at one another. You're not using the screen? Right. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm trying so, to follow. Go ahead. It's a video game that doesn't use the video game. Video. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, right. the, video, the video isn't nearly as important as, as the, the audio as and the, the actual controllers themselves. Um, it's very similar if you've heard of, heard of the game, uh, Playground Game Ninja or Ninja uh, Breakout. No, Ninja Destruction. Uh, anyway, but the, the which is still very much about like you slapping other players' hands and things along those lines. And that's what Johann Sebastian Joust kind of turns into, is just trying to move other players, slapping their hands, um, things along those lines. And so it's a very physical, in, in, in the real world, present kind of game. But it's not like any other video game, so to speak. Huh. Um, it's that's such really a, interesting. It's a, such a strange concept. It really, really is. Um, but it's so, so, so simple. It's literally just a matter of you not being moved, and, and the, the, the interactive game component is the music. So the music is playing Johann Sebastian Joust music, and it'll start really, really slow, and slow means you can't move, the, your, your movement threshold is very small. Um, and if the music goes really fast, that means you can move a lot, and it 
the only thing that's going to really uh, cause someone to lose when the music's going fast is if the controller gets directly bonked. Is it and it's playing classical music, I guess, with that Johann yeah. Sebastian. Yeah, but okay. it's it's like super duper slow down and super duper fast, so it's not like you're okay. gonna sit there and be able to appreciate uh, his fifth accompaniment or something. Hey, we were talking <laughs> about system sellers earlier. This could be the system seller for the PlayStation Move. It finally, is. It finally, is. there's it's, a reason to have one. Unfortunately, the PS3 yeah. is on its way out. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. Well, it's on PS3 and PS4, so oh, you can actually, good. Yeah, so you could actually get it on PS4 um, and and still use the, the your Move controllers with with it. Um, so that's actually one thing that's that I was really surprised about because this I, I got all these controllers and then that was the week that Microsoft announced that they were no longer going to be supporting the Kinect and all of a sudden everyone starts marching out in the beat in the streets like someone just killed Hitler. And <laughs> <laughs> who cares about Kinect? No one. <laughs> you know what? I'm disappointed because they they said that was I, this is off the track here, but priority. You know, they said it was not going to happen, and then they did it anyway. Yeah, I mean, they said it's a required part. I paid a hundred extra dollars. Oh, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I could see the outrage, and, quote unquote. And so Microsoft is really not in a lot of favor because of that decision. But uh, people are just kind of decrying and saying motion gaming instead. Meanwhile, I go out and buy three PlayStation Moves, <laughs> <laughs> which everyone will agree is the least popular of all motion controllers. Um, you should be able to get it cheap used, I would imagine. Yeah, I got them relatively cheap used, but I didn't realize they were retailing, still retailing for forty dollars each, just for the, just for the wands, not for the the, the navigators. Um, so. I didn't feel – I felt kind of dumb about it for a little – for exactly huh. 30 seconds uh, – not 30 seconds. You know, the, the time up until we actually started playing Johann Sebastian Joust um, just because it's such a fun game. Like I tried it with just two people. Um, I tried it with four people and just two people and two people was still ridiculously fun because it's, it's, it's just about that, that you, and, you and another person squaring off and just trying to get their controller and it's just so much fun. Um so that's that's one area where I would say that that uh, motion local gaming is is still thriving. Um, I posted about it on my blog yesterday. I've, I only got to it yesterday about our last game cell where we played Johann Sebastian Joust with four guys, um, and it was just it was just really 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 fun. But that's only one of the four games that comes with Sports Friends, uh, and Sports Friends is a, a, a compilation, of course. And you mentioned that it, it comes with Barbari Ball, which is uh, I would best reduce it to Smash Brothers Volleyball over water with seven jumps. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very good description. <laughs> huh. I, I want to play Bari Bari Ball. Yeah, I would, I would absolutely love to play it with you, too. I was actually talking to uh, Richard uh, yesterday because I really wanted to, I just wanted to ask him about what were some of the, his thoughts about how the game was doing, and, and he was uh, sharing my, my heart about just wanting to see more of a uh, community to arise around this game um, and around local multiplayer games in general, um, because there's not a lot of places where people can just go and play them. Like there's rec centers and there's like game cells and things along those lines um, that I'm very much involved with, but I still feel like there needs to be more. There needs to be places where other people can still get together and play these. Cause they're so easy to pick up Barbari ball and new Hans Sebastian Joust. You'll know what to do after one round. Yeah, I think they're actually, um, what do you call it? There are places that let you basically rent space, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They're like game centers, you know. So everybody brings their own console, though, right? 
Oh, Interesting. Wow. Yeah, and then you kind of like pick whatever game. I think this more relates to fighting game community than it does anywhere yeah. else. Because, yeah. you know, like fighting games are transplanting over from arcade machines and stuff to consoles, but yeah. same principle applies. Everybody kind of like pays a fee and then they mm. all do whatever tournament or. Oh, you know what I saw the other day in Charlotte? I saw a game truck, which is like a video game those. oriented party truck. Yeah, I've seen those too. Those are actually a pretty smart idea. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it because, sounds like a smart well, the, idea. The, the reason why it's, it's smart is because most people don't really have, don't invest in what's required for local multiplayer games, like you know, like for PlayStation Moves or to play Johann Sebastian Jouster, for for controllers to play uh, local multi, uh, like Halo or whatever. I have like one PS3 controller, and that's because they're like fifty dollars. Right, and that's and that's yeah. one of the things that's weird about Sports Friends being on PlayStation. Um, not because of any of... I mean, Sony's smart to pick it up because it's such a special collection. But the thing is, most people who own PlayStations don't have four PlayStation controllers. Yeah. And, and they actually took this into consideration in Sports Friends, uh, with the exception of Barabari Ball, because you can't really play that with four, with uh, just two controllers and four people. But you can play uh, Hokra, which is one of the other games on there, which is basically like a four-player... Uh, keep away game of table uh, table hockey, uh, uh, air hockey so sort of thing. So imagine everyone is, is a square and you're trying to get the puck, which is a black square and keep it in your colored zone. Super simple in that sense. Um, but all the dynamics are in passing and stealing the ball and like it's really, really fun but you can actually play it with two controllers and four people. So I would hold this side of the controller and then a uh, person to my right would hold the the right side of the controller and like the stick and and the the other the, the shoulder buttons, and it only requires one action button and movement, so you can actually do it pretty easily huh. with four people on just two controllers, which is really fun and very um, shoulder to shoulder and kind of weirdly intimate in a like physical space sense. <laughs> Looks a lot like video ball. Vi- yeah, I, I imagine that they're probably pretty similar. It, well, um, and they all look like pong. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks kind of yeah. Um, the thing is, this in in Hokra, like there's just the, the dynamic shows up in the different kinds of maps, um, and it's it's very similar to something like uh, I'd say it's like a, a pong version of video ball or uh, sorry, wrong word. Um, <laughs> yeah, a no, pong version of video ball. <laughs> wrong, wrong word. Pong version of oddball from uh, from Halo, like. So if you know, oddball. if you know, like the whole goal is to get the get the uh, the ball and just keep it in your possession. Whereas this is not just keep it in your possession, but keep it in your your zone. All I can remember about oddball when I played with other people is that they said, "This is stupid. We just want to kill each other." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people that really don't like it. I I really really like it, but you know, it's each their own. Yeah, uh, the, and then the other game that was actually surprisingly the stand one of the other standout super popular ones with my particular group of friends was Super Pole Riders, which is best described as a game of uh, pole vaulting with pole noodles <laughs> and trying to knock a, a ball tw- hanging on a cord twenty feet in the air to each other's end zone. So think of it as as pole vaulting football with. Uh, awkward pool noodles. <laughs> <laughs> these descriptions, it's like, what are these things? Just go Google them if you're listening. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess you're right. But the, it, it's just so much fun just to see how much 
awkward how awkward it gets really fast, and it's it, it seems like it's just not fun to control at all. Like it's com- remotely comparable to like Octodad or something that's that's meant to be hard to control. Um, but the, the the charm in it is once you start to realize it's all about trying to use whip the other player with with the pole and try to kick them in the air, and it's just awkward but still very very fun. <laughs> awkward but fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Talking about awkward but fun. Um, <laughs> this, I, this is probably I'm going to regret saying this, but um, my my wife, who's no longer alive, once upon a time during the Wii era, I convinced her to play against me in Wii bowling, but it was <laughs> strip bowling. <laughs> and she won. Darn it! <laughs> okay, I'm hanging my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> this, this creates an entirely new component to the the, the realm of of uh, local awkward local multiplayer. <laughs> well, good thing it wasn't Wii Motion Plus. <laughs> it was It was before Motion Plus, but uh, that's a good memory. It's, it's a good thing they don't play that in the nursing homes. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be a pretty sight. <laughs> But uh, you know, it's just a little variation of a of of a game. <laughs> try to change yeah. things up a little bit. Yeah, create a little more incentive. Yeah, <laughs> and all of a sudden she's getting strike after strike. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm down to my boxer shorts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have thought about how good you were at wee bowling before you started. <laughs> I thought it was the home champ. I thought I thought this was as easy a home run as possible. <laughs> but no. Yeah, and that's actually a really good uh, link to Sports Friends, just because Sports Friends, I would say, is like the indie the indie multiplayer version of something like uh, uh, Wii Sports. Um, it's, yeah. it's definitely in a very similar similar realm. Only I think that each one of the individual games, all of the games, are the Wii Bowling of the of the collection. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Wii Sports, it's very clear that like some of them are just not fun, like like boxing. Yeah, it's great for uh, the first five minutes, and then you're done. Yeah, we're doing it again. Yeah. But I still love that home run derby, where, where yeah. it's just they just pitch the ball and you try to hit them run. And uh, do you yeah, use I, do you use the plastic peripheral? <laughs> no, please, please me, say no. Back in the early days, I was really into the Wii. I promise you, I actually bought like uh, those sand wrist weight things so that I could hold it and it would have weight, almost like a real bat. <laughs> I never even it, heard of those. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. Where else would I do? Oh, for boxing, I did that for boxing to give a little extra uh, feel to it. I was really trying for the realism huh. back in the day. Wow. I, I went to a local minor league baseball game, and they had a Wii and that home run derby game out there, a radio station, I think. So kids would go up and try to hit a home runs and and get a prize and stuff like that. So that's awesome. That was kind of like local multiplayer, except yeah. it really yeah. wasn't. You know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has some strange accessories that we. Yes. So, um, I, I was just curious: Have either of you guys had any chance to play? Like, there's been a resurgence of local multiplayer gaming on PC, which is kind of a, the, the least likely of, of platforms for local multiplayer. The least practical, also. Depends. Uh, kind of, yeah. I mean, like, you, you have, yeah. I mean, considering most most PCs are not hooked up to a big screen. Um, that's part one, yeah, yep. and yeah. then usually not in a location that where a large group of people can gather. Yeah, that's true. 
uh, and don't come with contr- uh, four controllers. Yeah, and um, different configurations and all yeah. that kind of thing. But uh, for me, like I've just I've just had a huge incentive to do that because of game cell. So I've I've gotten really really into it, um, and we've just you know I just create a, a wire have a wireless dongle that you can connect uh, wireless controllers to, and you can also plug them in to the USB ports uh, if they're wired. And we've been playing a lot of a lot of games, and some of them uh, I I really really highly recommend just about everybody. But one of the most popular ones of them I think is Towerfall. Um, have either of you guys gotten a chance to try Towerfall in any sense? I've only seen the word. Nope. <laughs> I, I would just simply reduce it to uh, it is what's eight bit Smash Brothers would be if everyone was an archer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good description. And one and one hit kills. So if you hit someone with with oh. a uh, with a bow or, or with an arrow, they're immediately dead. But you also have a dash, so you can actually you dash at just the right time. You can catch arrows, and there's also the other way that you can kill people is by Marioing them, uh, <laughs> which is a term that we adopted by um, landing on someone's head. Um, oh. <laughs> it is an, it is a archery arena <laughs> uh-huh. indie video game. Yeah, yeah, um, and. That that one's that one uh, was one of my favorites. It was definitely uh, Polygon actually considered making it one of the the games of the year for last year, um, but the reason why they didn't is because no one owned an Ouya, which was the only system that was on last year. <laughs> uh, but it it definitely uh, is one of my first picks for PC uh, local multiplayer. But it's also on PS4, so if if you're a PS4 owner, it's it's highly highly recommended. Are, um, are any of us a PS4 owner by any chance? I am not. I'm not either. No. Yeah. No. Nope. Next gen, I, not for me yet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I might eventually, but there's not a huge motivation right now. Yeah. Waiting for Bayonetta 2, then I'll buy a Wii U. Oh, yeah. Pretty much that's it. <laughs> and it'll drop. The price will drop, too. You'll probably yeah. be doing it at the right time. The Wii U will be like $100 by then. <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem with being an early adopter of a game system is you tend to pay more and deal with more frustration. I did that. Mm, I'm good. I'm good. I did it a lot. (laughs) (sighs) I just wait now because it's like, what's the the point? Like, if you bought a PS4 right now, what would you have to play? Like, Infamous? I mean, somebody might. Resogun? Resogun, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like a downloadable title. And Towerfall? And Towerfall. Like, yeah. yeah, but I could play that on anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the problem with these next-gen consoles. There's like, Yeah, everything, everything's on everything else with the exception of, of uh, Second Son. Yeah, and the budgets are just too high for them to really have any exclusives anymore, except for like the real first-party stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot, very, very challenge, yeah. huge challenge. I mean, Titanfall's on 360, isn't it? No, it's on uh, 360, Xbox One, and PC. Oh, yeah, man. Looks like so. Yeah, you've got three options. You don't even have to buy an Xbox One. Yeah, which is which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, but I mean, at least if you got it on on 360, you had to you had to wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> A yeah. Whole month. It's like. Yeah, I mean that's not that bad though. Yeah. It's just strange to me, this new console generation. I have zero incentive to buy anything yet. The only reason I have gotten two out of the three is because I'm a collector and I'm just so curious. I, I, I have to see what they're trying to do. 
And but again, it's been a challenge for, for me for both the Wii U and for the Xbox One. How much have you used the uh, Wii U? I have to ask. Well, it depends. Uh, when I, it just depends on what game I'm playing, honestly. And if I if I'm going to pick a multi-platform game, the Wii U is going to be the last choice because if I'm going to do Xbox, I want achievements. So, oh. uh, so if I can play like say Assassin's Creed Four, I'm going to play it on. Uh, an Xbox system rather than the Wii U because at least you get some achievements done. Um, but I have played some a lot of the retro ones from the Virtual Console for it. I really enjoyed playing that uh, that exclusive Lego game, Lego Undercover. Yeah, that, that one was, was definitely up there. So, so I played it a lot during that time. So uh, yeah, did you get so I, did you get the uh, Earthbound Virtual Console release, which was one of the the, the special things that's only on Wii U? I didn't buy it. I probably should, just so I have it instead of something uh, emulated. Did you ever play? Did you ever play the original <laughs> Earthbound? I have not. I've I've watched uh, an entire playthrough before on YouTube just because oh, I was what? so curious. Wait, you about watched it. the entire playthrough? Yes, that's it, that's it pretty many many chapters. I think wow. it was Chuck of Conroy. I think was the one that I watched. That was like the longest game on one of the longest games on SNES. I think. Yeah, it's Dragon Quest with weirdness. That's my. Yeah, personal assessment. Well, I thought the ending was really neat, so uh, so that might be something that I do one day. See, is that I, like a system? Sell? It was, didn't really set the world on fire the first no, time def- it came out. Well, so. I don't think it's so. definitely not going to be selling we use. No, see, it's like weird. <laughs> That's a system yeah. seller. <laughs> I don't know, but I did just read an article in terms of you know certain games possibly being system sellers, and you know like say Mario Kart Eight might be one that that moves more the Wii U. But there was a time when the Game Boy was not the number one handheld, but along came Pokemon, Pokemon. and it just it made people buy Game Boys like crazy. What was what um, was what came out before the? I mean, what was challenging the Game Boy? Because I think it was just that it wasn't selling oh, as much. Yeah, it just wasn't selling as well. There really wasn't anything quite to compete with it. And then Game Boy Pocket came out around the same time. Or, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. what was it called? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, color. Color um, came out in 98, well, I think. The Pocket was just a regular monochrome one that was smaller. Mm-hmm. And then they had the the Color Game Boy, which is basically a monochrome one that had a color shell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of yeah. crappy of them to okay, do that. Okay, so when Pokemon came out... And then it was out, the Game yeah. Boy Color that actually had color. So. Yeah, when Pokemon came out, Game Boy Color came out at the same time in the U.S., yeah. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So maybe what I said wasn't accurate, but I know that Pokemon did make a huge difference as far as yeah, people playing those, those systems. Because I'm I mean, thinking Game Gear definitely was not a competitor. <laughs> no, it never was. We're quite the, um, like the other. Or the Turbo, what is it? The portable, what are they called? The Neo Geo Pocket, I don't know. Turbo Graphics? No. What's the, yeah. I don't, like I don't remember what that was. There's a portable there was one? There's the Atari Lynx. Yeah, the, the Atari Lynx. There was the Nomad, which was the uh, the, the portable Sega Genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one of those. <laughs> portable in theory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, I'll tell you what, it has a great looking screen. It really looks good. It has a huge battery pack thing on it, though. <laughs> <laughs> the Turbo Express is a handheld version of the Turbo uh, Graphics 16. There you go. There, there you go. go. It's like, but it, does, doesn't it play the actual cartridges of the Turbo? Yeah, it does. I think so, yeah. Yeah, but it requires, like, oh, it came out at 250 in 1990. Wow. So, yeah, good luck that's, to that. that. That's like, what? what is that with inflation? Like, 
$600. A whole lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, more than I could have spent at the time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and we have gone far off topic, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. That's all right. So Samurai Gun, any of you guys play Samurai Gun or seen it? Goodness, Samurai Gun. I'm in games, games, games. <laughs> so Samurai Gun, I would describe as uh, what would happen if Smash Brothers was... Uh, also 8-bit, but you all had a samurai sword and a uh, flintlock pistol. And, <laughs> and, and That's you gun have, with two Gs. Yeah. Um, and you have a, a pistol that shoots uh, the, only three... You only have three, three bullets each life, and it's one-hit kills. So it, it becomes this very, very quick game of... Or, or fast-paced game of trying to slash your opponents and and... 8-bit blood going all over the map. Um. <laughs> and there are a lot of these, like, Smash Brothers-inspired one-hit kill games. Uh, just Towerfall and Samurai Gun are... Well, actually, no, there's probably more than that. Um, but those are definitely the ones that stand out, uh, considering they're just really, really well fine-tuned and do have done amazingly in, in group settings. Uh, well, I've, I've had both of them as... A kind of, they both have become staples in Game Cell. Um, just because everyone wants to play them, you know, they're just really, really fun. For you get four guys, three or four guys together, and suddenly everyone's killing one another, and everyone's yelling and screaming and smiling. <laughs> yeah, they're fast, accessible. I mean, you could pick up and play it and get it like three yeah. seconds. Yeah, I mean, uh, Samurai Gun has three buttons. Uh, mm-hmm. Same thing with Towerfall. Like you, you have three buttons that you got to worry about: your jump, your attack, and your and uh, and Samurai Gun, your gun, your gun, and your um. In Towerfall, your dash, um, but just those simp- those super duper simplifications keep the games very accessible, so that you play the game one one round and you know how to play. Huh. I had a uh, one of my buddies from my last job uh, reached out to me and said he wanted to maybe start doing a game sale at his church, so he came down and uh, I put Samurai Gun in his hands, and I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll we'll take it easy on you since you you know we've all had a lot of time with this game and you haven't had any time with it. He killed us all. <laughs> surprisingly yeah no one actually had to take it easy on him <laughs> so that's that's the thing that i really really like about this recent resurgence of of local multiplayer games is that the, the focus is on ease of play and quality interaction and just having and just sheer fun not on uh mastery as much right. which you know might be disappointing to the game uh the the competitive fighting scene uh, and and Zach, uh, <laughs> but that's where I think something like uh, Bari Bari Ball is the link between those worlds. Yeah. Considering you can pick it up and play it pretty quickly, um, but then you find out pr- pretty fast that there's a, a, a deep and, that, and that's why I really want to see more of a community form around this because there's you find out that there's so much more nuance to the game itself that could happen if if people really got into it. Because I, I, this is like totally the opposite of what I've been doing. Because I've been playing Fortune Street, and uh-huh. that basically requires everybody to learn the game, yeah. like playing it over and over again, and yeah. it's a huge time investment. But you end up getting a lot more mileage out of the game in the long run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, I think that might be the difference. I think that like for me, um, a lot of these games, like I realized, especially with with Game Cell, like. We could play Samurai Gun for an app, like three hours every every game cell that we get together, um, but I don't think that that would. I think that we would burn out on it. Uh, whereas yeah. if it was all mm-hmm. Smash Brothers, 
Um, I don't think that there would be as much of a burnout factor. Yeah, it's um, the but, number of options you get that really kind of determine how long a game's going to last in terms of a competitive environment. Right, and you got to think about, like, if you're going to be getting a, a local multiplayer game, you got to think about who are you going to be playing this with and how often do you get together. Hmm. Um, and since mm-hmm. since I'm, you know, and, and because of the nature of, of PC games, I find myself owning a ton of them and I want to share all of them with my friends the only time that we get together to play them together is is game cell, and that we're only together we're only playing games for a maximum of three hours at a shot. So you don't want to spend all that time on just you know one game. You want to share. You want to split that up with a bunch of different stuff. And so it's it's not unlikely to play like uh, you know we'll, we'll try Spelunky this one night and then uh, which has local uh, four player deathmatch. Oh yeah, um, and 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 four player adventure mode too, which is really really great. Um, or you know, one night we'll just stick to uh, we'll play one one game that is kind of to, to welcome the new guy, and then we'll play uh, local multiplayer of Star Wall, just the tip, which um, I would say is uh, a very 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 awkward game. Star um, Wall. Yeah, uh, the whole idea being um, on a two D plane, you have these space narwhals. Uh, Star Walls, and you're trying to poke each other in the heart um, <laughs> with with your horn. Your lovely and, narwhal heart. Yeah, and there's literally like... two, two controls. You, you you move right or left to turn, and you press A to th- to thrust essentially, and and try to poke your opponents in the heart. And it gets really awkward and really really hard. Um, like one point, you're just. We found all four of our players were just like lying on the ground nosing at each other trying to like get at each like poke each other's heart underneath and like anytime that you can say everyone was was in the game laying on one another and it was really intense (laughs) (laughs) stop goodness so much innuendo my brain is exploding the, the the game's really really over the top with the actual like addressing the innuendo too so it might not be you know everyone's first choice to share with their church group or children um or children um You know, the good thing about these local multiplayer games is, of course, when everybody gets along, they're really great. But I don't know if you've ever had a time when there might be one person that's a new person or a different person that maybe looks at competition from a slightly different, more serious angle. And maybe things get a little ugly or awkward. Have you ever had anything like that happen? You probably can't talk oh, about it. You mean like Fortune oh, Street? Well, like what? Fortune, Fortune, Fortune Street? Street. Oh, yeah. It gets very I angry. we were friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you start trading property, I'd say that in game cell, the, the the thing that I have an, as an advantage when I'm when I'm doing uh, when I'm getting guys together for game cell is that I'm really moderating the group the whole time. So it, not not like you know you shot up over there, but like you know I'm, I'm, it's my job to set the tone for the group. Um, so like I really try to emphasize a lot on the TV screen, boys, not in the yeah. Yeah. So if uh, like some things that are really important are just creating. Uh, welcoming the new guys and really making sure that it's the culture is new guys. If it's your first night in game cell, it's, it's all about the new guy. It's all about them. Um, and so therefore, even if they are, you know, like over the top in certain ways, it's kind of like supporting that. But then the next time that they come, it's their job to support the new guy then. And so creating, creating that kind of culture is, is really, really important to that. Um, but it also helps if you're, Playing games that are that do require uh, four-player cooperation, like uh, Jamestown. Any, have you either either of you guys played? You've played Jamestown, right, Zach? 
Uh, a little bit. <laughs> it's a, it's a, uh... Not enough to make any real Very, judgment. very goofy, plotted, uh, top-down shmup with four players. Um, and you, you just jam that onto, like, a relatively harder difficulty, and you bring four players into it, and it gets to be a whole lot of fun. You're just trying to keep each other alive and make it the whole way through a level together. Um, so things like that are really, really good. Another one that we played uh, last year in the, in the uh, Brototype was Broforce. Um, and Broforce officially comes out really, really soon. It's on early access now, so anyone can get it. Um, but Broforce was a, a huge, huge hit um, just because it's all about you playing as 1990s uh, action hero characters like uh, Brohard, which is uh, their version of... of uh, John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> Brohard. Or, uh, I forget what they called the Texas, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger version of Chuck Norris. Um, but every, every one of them has like a, a, a broy name. Uh, and, and it's really over the top and ridiculous and destructible environments and, and uh, kind of, uh, chaotic as far as games go and one hit kills and all that. But, uh, one of our guys brought his dad that night, who's not much of a gamer, and uh, his dad loved it. <laughs> so my 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 quality my uh, attitude towards all of it is is if you can find four player multiplayer games that are all cooperative, um, even better. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I can't necessarily say that I've had a lot of experience with. Uh, Jerks. Maybe maybe with Halo, uh, people tend to get a lot more jerky when you're shooting them in the face. Yeah, I think competitively, yeah, yeah. it's like ah. <laughs> yeah, it changes a little bit. Yeah. I, I guess Castle Crashers was one that I played on the Xbox 360. Yeah, that's a great example one time. of a four-player local game. Yeah, and that was definitely co-op trying to get through to it. But again, but he, I, we had one person who wasn't doing it right. That kept he for some reason he wanted to get a pet cat or something or, or some strange animal. <laughs> And and as a result, he didn't spend. He he basically kept dying, and so we kept trying to revive him, which would get us killed. And it was so <laughs> aggravating that there was one person that wouldn't play the game right. Sounds like New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Oh, I didn't like that. I hate that game. <laughs> Multiplayer. I hate that game. Four play four player on Super Mario Brothers is is oh. a, a calamity of sorts. And with um, collision detection, it's like impossible. Yeah, well, what ends up happening is, and, and it's actually been fun for me at times to play with my wife because I can just pick her up and carry her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then fall to your death fun. Well, not not as much. Um, but yeah, that, that <laughs> Let's is... Let's play a game together where I pick you up and carry you all the way through the level. Isn't that fun? <laughs> this is so much fun. Let's wow. not play it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's part of it. But yeah, no, that's actually a really good, good example Another another one where four player local co op gets really manic is uh, Rayman or Rayman Origins um, slash Rayman Legends where you can play five player co op. <laughs> oh, that's confusing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's always that weak link, and it's like that person is like the doom of you all. <laughs> you know, uh, the Nintendo Land game on the Wii U was designed for that same thing too, where everybody is is having a shared experience. Oh yeah, and yeah, you have exactly. like four Wiimotes in one of the screens. I only did it with two, maybe three at once before. Uh, I definitely did that Zelda game with three of us, and yeah. we got further than we would have if I had been by myself. Yeah, it's it's really really great. I actually was playing that last week at the at a rec center, um, and we got 
we got pretty far on that exact exact Zelda yeah. uh, game, and also there was a pretty the the Pikmin game I hadn't played before. Yeah, that's fun. Cool. But that one was actually surprisingly surprisingly fun. It's it's, yeah. it's all like super uh, cute simplifications of others uh, of other Nintendo properties, yeah. but they're still they're all designed to kind of like demonstrate how one person can have a big controller with a screen, and other players can have other things, and it's still really fun for everyone to play all together. Yeah, I thought the Metroid game was pretty fun on that too. I only did that with two player, but um, yeah, the Metroid one is fun. But it's just when you're trying to aim with motion, like you're actually trying to aim with the actual motion on the 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 actual Wii U controller, like uh, pointing the at the screen. Yeah, well, you're not necessarily pointing at the screen, but you're like tilting and and like shifting oh. it to, to oh, aim yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. That yeah. was the that spaceship. Did, that hurt my brain. The spaceship <laughs> part, yeah. That sounds like a recipe for breaking a $150 peripheral. Yeah, one person would be using the, the main controller with the screen, and they're they're piloting the ship. And the other person yeah. is sort of like a Samus on foot down below. But you could use like a hook shot to grab onto the ship, and, and you know you could get picked up and flown to another part of the ship. Or you could be shooting people while hanging onto the ship. I mean, there was a lot of variety on that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get, get quite to that because we were playing competitive because we only had two players. Right. Um, well, actually, I guess that, that that's not a determinant factor for that game. But yeah, Nintendo Land is another great local multiplayer uh, collection, uh, and there there's a couple of things in there that are even super simple but still really fun. Like the one where it's like a a game of Mario tag. One person one person has the uh, the screen, and the other players have to just kind of keep away. Right. Right. Is that one that has something to do with candy or something? I don't remember. I think it takes place in like a candy environment or something. Yeah, there's air in a maze and yeah, uh, trying to get get stuff and put it inside baskets and get try to yeah the person with the screen or tries not to let it happen something like that. But yeah, just your basic almost keep away ish kind of a feel. It's amazing. A lot of these are just video game versions of stuff that I almost used to play as a kid outside in the neighborhood. Exactly. (laughs) Now we do it indoors. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, uh, when we played, when we played sports friends, we had to take that outside uh, just Uh because, um, or when we played Johann Sebastian Joust in particular, um, because it's got a little rowdy. Yeah. I mean, it's really fun when you're just two people in your living room, uh, except and, and trying to make sure that neither of you knocks over your TV, but uh, when, you, when you go outside, um, it's just a completely different game. And like you realize, suddenly your yard doesn't seem as as big as it once seemed. <laughs> <laughs> and boys start acting like boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and that's actually what was really really great about it. But you know, it's a little bit weird to take your TV outside and your PS3 outside and set up all the controllers. And that's a lot of work. And I had to pray that the, the sky wouldn't fall on us. <laughs> um, but it was still like, and, and, and that's and that's the <laughs> Ted is 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 uh, double fisting some cokes right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's a double coke morning. <laughs> no, actually, this one was left over in the fridge with just a little bit in it, but I didn't want to throw it away. So with no carbonation. I don't oh, I don't oh, I think yeah. so. I don't need the carbonation. I just need the power of coca light. It's like drinking that's they, syrup. That's what they call it in Africa, coca light. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I would like a Diet Coke. And the uh, the flight attendant on South African Airlines said, oh, coca light. Like, she was mad at me for saying it wrong. I was like, <laughs> he's up, lady. Oh, it's different. It's not the same. 
It's not? Depends. Ah. Huh. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the mix is just a little bit different. You know, Coke does that for different regions. Oh, I see. Diet Coke is sweetened with aspartame, while Coke Light is sweetened with a combination of sodium cyclamate, mm. some other unpronounceable <laughs> things, and aspartame. Well, I that's terrible. I'm vomit now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Very confusing. All right. Well, um... <laughs> I, I could I could talk about indie local my indie mo- local multiplayer games for forever. So that's a good place to stop. I guess uh, do we do questions for our audience now? Is that something that we do? Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So all right. <laughs> so a question for uh, listeners of this podcast, and you can comment on the Theology Gaming blog where this is going to be posted, or Theology um, Gaming University. Up to you. Yeah. Either or. Uh, the question is. Wait! Wait! Uh, wait! What? Wait! wait. We gotta have a question theme song. Oh, ready, set, go. I got a question for Theology Gaming Podcast. Woo! (laughs) That jingle needs to be recorded. For my personal use. Aren't we recording it now? Just record it again. I got a question for Theology Gaming Podcast. Yay! (laughs) <laughs> that was awesome. All right. <laughs> All right. So, question. So, the question is what are your favorite experiences with local multiplayer gaming? Um, and more importantly, what are your favorite games for that? And who do you play with? That's the other question is who do you play with? Or who would you want to play with who doesn't currently play with you? Like, if your parents just don't want to play games with you and they're 80, um, they're mean. <laughs> And mean. And mean and 80. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's the question. What what game, uh, who would you like to play with? Yeah. All the people. All of the people. All of, <laughs> all of them ever. All okay, of them. let me make sure I understand. Are you asking a question for the listeners to answer in their head, or is this a question that a listener has asked us to answer? Oh, no, this is just me throwing it out there. Cause, oh, okay. <laughs> that would involve us actually having listeners who... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, instead of us just <laughs> rambling and talking to ourselves. Yeah, or listeners who don't speak German. <laughs> I, right. just, I just like listening to myself. That's why I do this. Hey, there's a new version of Skype that's going to be coming down probably by next year that will uh, translate live. What? what? In the different languages? Yes, so we could actually be talking to one of our German counter parts and it would translate for us wow that would be impressive our strange germaning listening base most most germans at least uh understand english if not speak it i mean most most europeans speak like six languages so okay fine yeah well they're not like us filthy americans we'll do english then yeah but we're americans so (laughs) everything is different i can say ich liebe hunde (laughs) <laughs> that means I love my dog, I think. <laughs> no, no, our, our podcasts are pretty popular. Yeah? Are, oh, are they? Okay, good. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about right. it. Okay. Actually, our um, Dark Souls podcast we had recently was the most popular of all. Are you serious? Like the Soul to Soul one or the other ones? No, the Soul to Soul one, seriously. We got to do more. I got to beat that dog on giant. Yeah, I mean, the, the Dark Souls community is probably the most... Uh, fierce of communities that I've recently encountered. They actually tried to kill me. <laughs> wow. That's a dedicated group of listeners. 
yeah, just to take just to take the the, the things the souls that I was carrying. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I'm good with Dark Souls, but I will play more Demon Souls. Yeah, that's what I'm. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm working on Demon Souls. I, no, I get, I'm confused. People listen to us. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I'm not worried. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. And uh, I just uh, I stopped playing Demon Souls because I'm worse than ever now, <laughs> and I can't hold a shield. <laughs> so if anybody is listening, they can tell me how to pick up my shield again in Demon Souls because I am clearly got it equipped, but I hit the button. And it's like I make a fist with my left-hand side instead of pulling out a shield. Are you sure you're using the right button or the right kind of shield? I'm using the, I think, the original shield I had. Maybe not. Maybe okay, not. Josh has played through Demon's Souls, so he should know. If I don't know, but I'm a hunter. I started putting on armor I probably had no business putting on. and Oh, maybe you're overly encumbered. That could be it. Yeah, if you have equipment that's too heavy and you don't have the right item burden level, you won't be able to move. Yeah, my my, my least favorite thing is when you're you're like, I want to be well protected and have armor, but you can't roll anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's I why. Know, oh, I, I, yeah. I don't want to just crash into the ground. Punk. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I have a great shield. It fixes all of my problems. Yeah, great shield and heavy armor. I picked the wrong. But you don't. You don't roll ever. No, I don't roll ever. Rolling <laughs> is for wusses. <laughs> you did say that a hunter was supposed to be a good beginner. Yeah, thing you're to supposed pick, to so. roll away from things, Ted. That's that's what you're supposed and to do. And apparently he used that bow and arrow. So Yo, Just take off all your equipment and then put the shield on and see what happens. Just just run around with... <laughs> no, 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 seriously. <laughs> hey, I'm not scene. doing any more strip-related games. I learned my lesson <laughs> with bowling. Well, you could play Dark Souls completely naked the whole game if you so choose. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank you, no. But okay, so I will do that and just try to re-equip yep. with uh, with my nakedness. Take off all your clothes, yeah. not in okay. real life. All right, and then equip the shield in your left hand. Yeah, yeah and, and as soon like as that. I get that, then I'll go backwards from that because I gotta have a shield as I am yeah. going through these uh, things. Yeah. And also, somewhere on that second level in the tower, there, I'm supposed to rescue that uh, Esmeralda guy or whatever his name is from pr- from jail again. Lava. Yeah, es- yeah. He's in the tunnel, the weird tunnel that you use to go underground. That's filled with dogs. And yeah, stuff. and you have to go the other way. The other way. Yeah, because you're um, going forward, right, towards the tower. Yes. Right? You want to yes. go the other way, and he's all the way that way. Okay. Yeah, the tunnel only goes two directions, so it's because I don't know what benefit I get from rescuing him, but he anyway. ends up in the nexus at some point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, and he'll tell you things and give you items. So do that. <laughs> so I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up, Zach. No, don't give up. Don't give even up. though I've been lured into you know my ColecoVision. I've been lured into. Uh, I've been playing my Dreamcast a little bit. Nice. Uh, what game? Skies of Arcadia. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Good job. Uh, unfortunately, I had to burn it. I can't find it anywhere. I'm still looking to buy the uh, actual discs. I but... will sell you my copy. Really? I will, because I don't plan on playing it. Well, then uh, we will we will construct some sort of deal. Because my Dreamcast does not work unless I tilt it upside down and yeah. <laughs> other such that, things. That Dreamcast happened. collection probably can It's definitely one of the best games of, of its era. I just... I just couldn't get back past how slow the combat was in it. I, yeah, I don't know. It's weird to me. I didn't really understand why people loved it so much. Uh, compared to Demon's Souls, it's a nice little break away from yeah, 
Yeah. Death, yeah. death, 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 death. But and darkness, GameCube. considering it's a happy, happy, colorful sky game about piracy yeah, and, and killing people and stealing their things. Too, so. Yeah, I was like, I was <laughs> playing the first part. I was like, I don't think they know what the word pirate means or where piratism came from, whoever made that game. Yeah, there's there's no looting and, and pillaging. There's a GameCube real. version of it, too. So Yeah, which I think is the superior version, considering and it's... really expensive, gotta, as usual, with these things. So yeah. Just re-release it already. How hard is this? If they made an HD well, remake it, of that, that would be awesome. This is a Sega product, and it's one of these where if Sega did re-release it, just re-release it with yeah. HD... They did. They did announce it, and then it disappeared forever. Really? Yeah. But they would sell. I mean, Sega does things like to not make money sometimes. <laughs> and I don't know. Typing of the Dead was a pretty good uh, for PC. Was a pretty smart move. <laughs> typing like, why of not? The dead. Why not put Typing of the Dead on a system that comes with a keyboard? <laughs> I have a, I have a, a Dreamcast keyboard, and I've long thought about trying Typing of the Dead on it's, it. It's it's highly recommended. Uh, was one of my favorites that I that I played on on. Uh, Dreamcast. I should do pretty well at it. I'm pretty good at typing. So <laughs> I don't know how we got on all this, but yeah. So I've I've been kind of bouncing between a, a Dreamcast and and a little bit of Demon Souls, but I just keep I can't even get to the boss that I'm fighting, which is this giant knight. So oh, you didn't get to the Tower Knight, or did you? I mean, I got to him one time, and there were archers all around, and I had to go and kill those archers because they were just bugging me. Yeah, did you do and that? Then I did, and then I used my bow and arrow and shot the giant knight in the face a couple times. That's when I made not, just, no, no, that I was like, well, this is going to take forever. So then I did look to see on uh, uh, YouTube that somebody went down and kept striking the heels. Yeah, and then until he falls down, falls over. Yeah, <laughs> then you can strike his, and that's almost like playing a Zelda game, like, uh, like say that I don't know, a fire demon in Twilight Princess, where you had to uh, use your metal boots to make the thing fall down and then you can i mean it's 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 not exactly a new concept in the world of video games but it doesn't make it less fun and plus i feel like i'm a grown-up now playing my zelda games you know? <laughs> i just yeah, that's, that's what a lot of people have been calling the the souls games as grown-up zelda yeah, yeah in a way yeah, I mean it's not exactly, but there's there's my uh, friend said I can't believe you're playing that. You don't play hard games. I'm like I don't get it either, but I'm doing it. <laughs> I just smacked the Knight's <laughs> boots a couple times. He fell over, then I hit him in the head like twice, and he died. What? Yeah. My goodness. You I couldn't believe have... how fast it was. Maybe I upgraded my weapons or something. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, I I went to the um, I went to the Stone Fang Mine first. That's the why. stone thing mine? Yeah, to get the blacksmith. And then I upgraded the weapon. And yeah, maybe that's. Why. I've done some upgrades of my weapons. That's probably made them too heavy now. Yeah. And I, well, if I probably you, just ruined it. If you do get stuck, then you should go to other levels to see if you can do those first. Okay. Yeah, because that's why it's open, right? You can just do whatever you want. I didn't know that, but that's <laughs> good to know. That, that I don't have to just go to. Boletaria or no. whatever. No, like if you get stuck, you can do anything. Even though the other areas are harder, I mean, they might be and, easier for you. It depends. And, and you beat it, Josh? Demon Souls? You beat Demon Souls? Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> I know. Well, it, it, it was something, like this was, it was when I was unemployed. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that works. <laughs> and, and I will admit, there may have been one or two days where I, I decided to stop working early those days. 
one or to two. To go play Demon Souls. Just a couple. <laughs> yeah. But you did finish it, so, you know, hats yeah, off to yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it was... I was surprised, because I thought, like... Like, for how many hours I put into it, you would have thought that there was more than six levels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it felt sometimes. Although Dark Souls 2, yeah. 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 Well, but. too bad for that series. <laughs> I think it's all downhill from here, unfortunately. Absolutely. After playing Dark so, Souls uh, 2. So, I think that's actually probably a good place to, to end. Yeah, to stop. Or just stop talking. Yeah. Just, just stop. <laughs> so, we didn't really talk... We didn't talk about theology directly, but we sort of did. We just talked about all multiplayer games a whole lot. Yeah, I guess I didn't really... Like, I, we had talked about it before the show, but I didn't really get into explaining why I think that uh, video game... Uh, local multiplayer gaming is perhaps... This is a, a terrible way of wording it, but perhaps more spiritual... Uh, <laughs> More like you're with other people, and Christianity is a lot about you know just being with other people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the the, the people don't grow in relationship as effectively when they're not physically present with one another. Yeah. So, um, you know, they say that something like sixty some percent of communication is nonverbal, um, meaning that when if you're playing on over a medium where you don't see the other players and you don't you only hear them, you're getting a very small amount of their actual communication. So I think it's, it's really, really good to be physically present, um, to, to work out each other's quirks and, and to grow as a community, um, around local multiplayer games, as opposed to, uh, playing games online where there's definitely a quality component to the community there, but it's not the same thing as getting together, um, you know, snacking together, eating together, um, all very, very biblical practices of sorts um, that I think that are really, really important about just having uh, an experience physically together. It's, it's how you make memories. It's true. Making memories. I'm recovered from a huge German Shepherd dog barking episode here, so I was muted. But I was agreeing with you silently. <laughs> You know, it's what incarnation really is all about, is uh, becoming part of, uh, of of other people. And yeah. I think it's even defined as embodying in, in, in the flesh an abstract quality. Yeah. And uh, I think that fits pretty good with that. Yeah. Being there bodily. And yeah, being either, there bodily. Or, and but then, you, you experience something that's non-physical when, when you are together doing that. You know, you mm-hmm. really are enjoying something that you can't touch or put your finger on yeah unless you're like doing that thing on the naked thing or whatever you were guys talking about (laughs) no nakedness (laughs) one one thing that i I would i would give as a little bit of a a tie into that is one thing that i i've done for years for the past seven years i've been playing uh local multiplayer games like halo and and rock band and whatever else we can play in the rec center with with uh, kids and i i would be frustrated for years about like you know i'm not I'm not effectively preaching the gospel to these kids or, you know, like whatever, you know, just that mindset of like, I I haven't talked about Jesus to these kids in like for so long. And in reality, like then when I want to actually like share with them about what I believe or any of that, because we've spent hours gaming together, it's, it's not weird. Yeah. Because there's the rapport. I call that earning the right to be heard. Yeah. Hmm. And I mean, the the way that I'm putting it makes it sound kind of, kind of weird i think but no um, no i don't think so well it's you know it's not like you're 
kind of saying, hey, guys, let's play video games. And then you, like, say, well, we can't play video games yet until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, like, holding yeah. them a gunpoint or something. Yeah, like, like I, find that all, I find that, like, certainly gross. Um, and, the, I mean, and with games, so, like, yeah, we talk first and we talk about God and stuff first. But it's not like we go – like, I don't want to make it seem like we go straight into that and just start talking about, like, so where are you at with the Lord? You know, <laughs> yeah. As it's much like, more like you know, I want to I want to know what's what what actually gets these guys excited. I want to know what are the things that are important to you, and I don't want to throw out questions that make people uncomfortable. Yeah, I want to throw out questions that they're thinking about and want to talk about, and if they don't, that's that's great. Yeah, how's you know your relationship think, with I, Jesus? Yeah, oh, I think how gamers are is though a lot of us though is I like someone to give me something to think about. Yeah, and yeah. I will I will think about it afterward sometimes. And yeah. uh, I could just see somebody, say, that was a game cell, just hearing one thought that happens to stick and be thinking about it during the week. And then maybe just at some point you say, you know, I think I believe this stuff. You know, I, I, I really Soren think about it. I think Soren Kierkegaard had a, a pretty similar attitude towards evangelism. His uh, The way that I believe he described it was uh, you should hide behind a bush and then when your buddy comes along, jump out from behind the bush and kick, give him a swift kick in the butt and then jap, jump right back behind the bush. <laughs> <laughs> Bushwhackers, the new indie game. Oh, Kierkegaard. For four, for four players. <laughs> Kierkegaard, you have the best metaphors. <laughs> but that, that, I mean, not to say that we should, like, you know, try to be offensive or anything along those lines necessarily, but just that, uh, you know, providing someone with something that, that's going to be causing them to be much more aware of the world around them um, is always really good and giving them uh, a context to, you know, when someone, when someone, when someone uh, throws you off your, your expected course a little bit, um, it causes you to be much more sensitive to the, to what's going on around you. I think that's really helpful. Yeah. I think it's necessary. Really (laughs) got to play video games with other people in the present, you know? Yeah, yeah, I do that a lot with my cousin because uh, he is into video games mostly because of me. <laughs> so we end up playing a lot together. He's not a Christian or anything. I just like playing uh-huh. Bomberman and blowing his face up. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. SNES Bomberman. Uh, actually, one of the Xbox Live ones because you know the only Xbox. Oh, yeah, Xbox yeah. is the only console, and I got it for, like two ninety nine or something. On I'm going to that. I need to get a Bomberman game. I haven't played one in a long, really, really, really long time. It's N64, I think. Yeah, I think it's because Hudson Soft was bought or is out of business. So the Bomberman yeah. license is owned by somebody. But there hasn't been a Bomberman game since, like, four years ago. So Ted's, Ted's waving goodbye. Because Ted and, needs uh, to go. <laughs> goodbye. You. Hey, I, I had a great time, and it's always good to, to see you guys and talk to yeah. you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you were here, and glad that we could I could actually make this. <laughs> okay, I got I gotta wrap this up before you all yeah, blow up. <laughs> yeah, well, I, right, I need I'll, to go stick around, I'll stick around to wrap up. All right, all right. This has been the Theology Gaming Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard, give us a five star rating. We really appreciate it. Go on iTunes. Yeah, subscribe those, to us. those are helpful. Yeah, if you're subscribed to the podcast, you'll get it first. If you just look at the blog, it'll only be there like a day or two later. So if you're on the iTunes, please subscribe. 
If you want to ask us questions, we're on Theology Gaming University on Facebook, and you can send us questions at questions at theologygaming.com, which is still way too long for me to say. And that's the podcast. So, Woo. see you guys later. <laughs> Love you guys. All right, you guys have a great day. Yep. Bye bye.